0: This is exactly right.
1: Hello. Hello! Hello! And welcome to My Favorite Murder, the sewed episode. How you doing, Minisoad episode? How you, girl? <laughs> That looks great on you, whatever it is. Oh my God, You, I'm so glad you changed into that. <laughs> what a athleisure, fun color.
0: athleisure wear. Wow. Our what favorite. a great terry cloth sweatsuit that Ooh.
1: is. I didn't know they made that color jade. Now, why did they just write butt on the butt? Is that the you new mean, thing? We, yeah, we know it's the butt. Yeah. It's not like
0: this is our first experience with butts just because you're wearing those
1: sweatpants. I do like that style of calligraphy, though. What are we
0: what the fuck? Kind of like a old gothic
1: mm. font that old says goth, but. But,
0: yeah. but with three T's, that's my new athleisure wear. <laughs> Make it happen. Line. But um,
1: this is a mini set. We read you your stories. Karen, you want to go first? I do. I want to go first all the time in every situation. <laughs> Good, because <laughs> I don't. Again. I always want to go second.
0: <laughs> Here, let me step forward and talk in a loud voice. <laughs> this is entitled Hometown Story <laughs> Greetings. I remember hearing. This story from my hometown between Buffalo and Rochester, New York, from the time I was in elementary school. My parents' best friend was a sheriff who apparently didn't filter his stories around children. (laughs) I was finally inspired to look it up after listening to dozens of hometowns in your podcast. That has been getting me through this pandemic. Hmm. Anyway, here's the story. In 1987, the police were called to a domestic where a man named Joe Schlum was threatening to kill his girlfriend and her two kids. Mm. He had a pillow over the face of a newborn (gasps) and the knife to the baby's chest and wasn't following orders from the responding officer to drop both items. The officer said after the fact he was right about to shoot him because the baby was dying when Joe finally did drop both and was arrested. When they began questioning him, he admitted that he'd murdered a woman. They initially didn't believe him. They weren't missing any there weren't any missing persons cases open at the time, but when they searched the name of the woman, Pam Smith, they found that she'd missed a court date a few years before and began to believe him he explained that he'd hit her in the head with a rock and strangled her with a cord and then buried her under the floorboards of the friendly motel uh when they went to the motel he showed them the room he stepped on the floorboards to prove they made a squeaking sound and sure enough she was under the motel floorboards
1: fuck this sounds like a book i know it's crazy
0: he was sentenced to 17 years to life at Auburn State Prison and has since died in prison, I believe. Her family never reported her missing because they thought she'd gone to Texas. Mm. I'm sure you're wondering, how did no one notice the smell? Well, the motel owner explained that he'd assumed the resident boa constrictor... The resident's boa constrictor had gotten loose and somehow produced the exact smell of a body decaying. Totally normal. I'd always heard that this story had happened on prom night, but since he was 25 and he would killed her when she was 19, then... I think that was an embellishment. It's crazy to think that if the officer had shot Joe, they may never have found Pam. Anyway, thanks for all you do. It's nice to hear other voices besides your husband's during quarantine every now and again, (laughs) even if you love him very much. (laughs) Stay sexy and stay away from those empty side of the road motels because there is a body under the floorboards. Rebecca.
1: That has everything. That has has everything. everything. That's crazy. I think we can we... Can we get behind stopping the um, the the what's not the process of not believing someone when they said that they killed someone and being like, well, we don't have anyone missing around in this fucking neck of the woods? Well, there's no there's no hungry boa
0: constrictors anywhere near here. So what? <laughs> there hasn't been a missing woman how, how around here. That rationale is like, you're definitely.
1: That's that's like, I don't want to do any sir, more paperwork. The old boa constrictor excuse. Yeah. So this one's just called small town. Hello, ladies. I've been meaning to get this story down for a while, and you've given me the perfect reason to get it done. I work at a nursery and spend many hours of my day alone, so I usually bring you with me. And uh, thank you, by the way. You're fucking hilarious. So here's my story. When I was five, I was in daycare with my siblings at my, quote, Aunt Judy's house. She was no real relation, just a close friend. Everyone's an aunt. Hmm. Anyway, she watched quite a few kids, and one of them was her husband's nephew. He always brought a yellow duffel bag full of toy guns. One day, we were playing by the pool while Judy was in the house on one of her incredibly long phone calls. The nephew told me to kiss him, and I refused. He kept bugging me, and I eventually gave him the five-year-old version of Go Fuck Yourself, Pal. At which point, he got upset and pulled his dad's pearl-handled twenty two caliber pistol out of the yellow duffel bag and put it up to my forehead. <gasps> These kids are five, by the way. My older sister saw this all go down and ran into the house screaming for help. And my quote, aunt proceeded to chew her ass out for interrupting her. This sounds like something that could have happened in either of her childhoods, right? It, it absolutely did happen in mine. <laughs> Meanwhile, this is at- standard fare moms on phone behavior. <laughs> M- mom's on phone. You're in, you might, you're, yeah, not survive this. Yeah. Meanwhile, outside, I am still refusing to kiss the little creep. And my sister comes back out just in time to watch him pull the trigger. The gun was loaded and it and it did fire. The only reason I'm alive is because the bullet jammed in the chamber. (gasps) Needless to say, the sound of the gun got that bitch off her phone. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Judy, my mother somehow managed not to beat her up. And the kid moved to California that week with his family. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're out of there. I believe I heard a rumor a couple years later that he ended up killing his younger brother. No, I won't include the details. Fortunately for me, I block the entire incident out and have no recollection of it at all. However, my poor sister was never the same afterwards. Of course not. Stay sexy and keep your guns locked the fuck up, Crystal. I mean, that is cautionary tale after cautionary fucking tale. I really wanted that to be that that was just like a little kid messing around and
0: he didn't know the difference. And the idea that he went on to hurt another kid is so horrible. Well, he
1: might not have. And it's clear that if he if that's what was going on with him, there was something going on at home. You know what I mean? In my mind, in my estimation, if you are a little kid carrying a bag of guns around with you and and putting it to someone's head and pulling the trigger is like uh, retaliation yeah. for not kissing the, you on the lips is like, ooh. Yeah. He's he's mimicking that from he's somewhere. Mimicking he's mimicking something. That's been
0: taught. Yeah. 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 No, it's up. heavy. It's horrible. That's what this podcast is. Heavy. Horrible. Let's get heavier and horribler. <clears throat> and the subject line of this email is, since you mentioned John List... Hello, all. I was listening to your most recent episode, Small Bigfoot, and my ears perked up when you mentioned John List for two particular reasons. Reason number one, since I have no self-control and listen to podcasts in completely random order, I was so pleased and excited to hear that you actually did cover John List. Turns out I've just been too lazy to scroll all the way down to anything under episode 50. Reason number two, a lovely receptionist at my job has a crazy connection to that hometown murder.
1: Listen to the Conan O'Brien episode too. You'll, there's a some John List tidbits in that that we did.
0: I work in an orthodontic office and on Thursdays we don't have patients. We just clean and catch up on all administrative things. So typically I put my headphones in and listen to my true crime podcasts all day. One day I look over at our receptionist, we'll call her Marie, and asked if she had any interesting true crime stories and man did she ever. She grew up in New Jersey right across the river from the John List home. I believe she told me that she was eight years old when the talk of the neighborhood was the slaughter of the List family. She proceeded to give great detail about the murder and how he got away with his senseless crime. She even told me that at the time it scared her so much, she would even ask her dad from time to time to please not kill her family. (laughs) And sorry, am I not (laughs) supposed to laugh at that? Uh, Well, I mean, it's like it's
1: terrible, but it sounds like something I would have done. Okay.
0: Entirely. Or like if this would sway you at all, I just want you to know I don't want you to do this. Right,
1: right. I I could hear myself as a kid saying that to my Sweet dad please don't murder us Sure
0: I used to ask my parents Like once a week are they getting divorced In that weird (laughs) wildfire Of uh, early 80s divorces Where just like all of a sudden 75% of your friend's parents were getting divorced And I just would go like every night at dinner Just be like seriously are you guys
1: getting divorced I don't want to be be surprised by this that's the worst thing Is when they sit you down and surprise I've definitely said to Vince please don't kill me Uh, Just break (laughs) up with me I swear it's fine If like you are over it Break up with me, but just don't kill me. <laughs> and I'm sure he's horrified he's by me.
0: Just, he's just like, okay. Just covering all my bases. That, it's a deal, Georgia. <laughs> he shakes your hand very formally. Sounds good. A promise is a promise. do right. deep Uh, Then she put in parentheses, poor thing, which is true. Yes. After, of course he didn't, and she grew up to very, be very kind and spunky, so luckily it didn't traumatize her. Here's the wild part. Marie went on with life. Marie went on with her life. She moved to Virginia and started a family with her husband. One day, nearly 18 years later, she sat down to watch the news. Lo and behold, John List, who slaughtered his whole family just down the street from Marie 18 years ago, had been apprehended just two miles down the street from her new home in Virginia. What What are the odds? Holy shit. Marie of course, was shocked. She had never thought that he'd he'd be caught after such a long time, let alone right down the street from her new home a few states over. I could not believe my ears at this wild story and had to research it myself. And everything was exactly how she described it to me. The simple fact that he was caught um, based off a composite sculpture aged 18 years blows my mind. But the fact that Marie experienced both a hometown murder and a hometown apprehension of the same annihilator in completely different places. Surprises me even more. Anyway, thank you all for everything you do. Stay sexy and try not to move the same town as your hometown murderer, (laughs) Hannah. What are the (laughs) fucking
1: chances? That's crazy, crazy,
0: just nuts. Yeah.
1: Wow, I love that. That's why you got to ask every single person in your life if they have a hometown. Most are going to. That's a
0: gold star hometown, I would say for sure. That's really upper echelon. I think that's up there with um, chainsawing down telephone poles. (laughs) I mean,
1: nothing could be better than that, but (laughs) it's close. Look, we have another one just called Hometown Story. Dear Georgia, Karen and Stephen, in the spirit of badass grandmother stories, I want to do a corrections corner for a 102 year old bit of family folklore. It's a tragic story about my grandmother, Mary McGarvey, the oldest of 12 children, born in 1916 in Stark County, Illinois. She raised five kids on a dairy farm. A detail I remember about her was very rough hands that would snag on the polyester dresses she wore in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also worked. Yes. And also her wedding ring was worn down to a mere thread from years of manual labor. She wasn't retired long when early onset Alzheimer's set in and we lost about we lost her about 10 years before she actually died. There's always been an air of sadness about her and much speculation as to the cause. Some said it was that she'd been engaged to a man who died before she married my grandpa. My mom thought it was sleep deprivation from milking cows at 4 a.m. for 50 years. My dad, though, told a story that I thought was very likely at the heart of it. When she was little, she was babysitting her one-year-old brother, Joseph. He got into some iron tablets and died. The way the story was told implied that she had been responsible and that he had died on her watch. And it made sense that the guilt of that could be just the thing that might haunt her for the rest of her life. Recently, I was putting together a scrapbook about her family tree and in visiting a graveyard where my McGarvey family is buried. I came upon the gravestone of little Joseph. His birth and death dates were 1917 through 1918. I was shocked. My grandmother was born in 1916, which meant she was only two years old when he died. Later, I came across the account of his death in the newspaper. It said that Mary had been playing doctor with the iron tablets that belonged to her grandmother, who was a guest in the home. The fact that this account was written in the small town newspaper, forever connecting my grandmother to this tragedy, is so wrong. For my dad to believe that she was, quote, babysitting, suggests that in 1918, somebody was looking for somewhere to place the blame. The version in the newspaper stuck, and my poor grandmother had to carry that. Oh, The stories of women are missing from history. Thanks for creating a platform that helps to remedy that Molly. That's so sad. So they they didn't want to blame the grandmother for having iron tablets out. And so they blamed a two year old who probably was supposed to be babysitting a fucking one year old.
0: Yeah no, I think rule of thumb is if you need a babysitter, yeah. the babysitter the babysitter should have already been through at least first grade. Just for the <laughs> basics. You know, yeah. standing up and sitting down right. and going to the bathroom where you're supposed to. It should be a person that's twice
1: as tall as the baby. Right. You and then don't print that it was their fault for the baby dying in a fucking local newspaper. No, you
0: fucking assholes, it's a baby. It's a, a, baby. a baby. It's two babies. Why do I have to say two year olds are baby? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why are you making me call two year olds? Why am I names? the
0: fucking expert now? <laughs> well, everyone knows you're the expert at children. Okay, so here's the thing. When they're laying down, that's uh-huh. like a super baby, and then it and then ze- that is I'd say zero super baby. Okay. Then zero to two is baby. Okay. Okay. And then two to four, that's like a big baby. Big baby, yeah. And then once you get in those little white shoes with the laces, mm-hmm
1: then then we can start talking about practicing babysitting. Okay. okay. But not until like five or six. The thought of like my f- sister letting my four and a half year old nephew babys- quote, babysit my one year old nephew. <laughs> babysit. Can you imagine? There'd
0: be Cheerios everywhere. Just mayhem. <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that is the weird thing too, is also why back then when there was cocaine in, in mm-hmm. Coca-Cola, are they... It's like it. maybe that means there shouldn't be iron
1: pills available to people that freely if a well, baby could get into them and then i think that the the two words that are the thank god part of this all are, are childproof is that one word or two words i'd say it's one if yes. i had to guess then or a hyphen it then i'm going to put an amen at the end of it so it's two words <laughs> childproof amen amen baby <laughs> literally Gotta super baby it. amen super baby you did it super baby okay how uncomfortable like those two babies
0: on a couch staring at each other like sorry who's the babysitter is it you are you in charge are you do I have to ask you for my bottle right. or am I supposed to I, get yours I, I want can't juice. remember do you want juice too I, I have this craving for juice pirate's booty oh no that's right you can't you have no teeth in your mouth you can't have any you're a of these super things baby
1: so you're a super baby
0: it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough
1: to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May
0: 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's
1: M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye.
0: murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so
1: go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again
0: don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye okay ready for the last one yeah this is a perf story lighthearted yay hi i'm one of the four (laughs) hi i'm one of the 14 year olds you sometimes shout out
1: (laughs) What's up? 14-year-old super duper baby. What's up? Super
0: baby. Oh, yep. That's the uh we call 14-year-olds giant babies. Hi. <laughs> okay, this is a really good story. Okay. So I live in a very small town in North Dakota. Yes, North Dakota. Hmm. Where the most notable thing about my town is we have more funeral homes than grocery stores. <laughs> you would not believe how many middle aged people come here to die. <laughs> Sweetheart, stop calling 30-year-olds middle-aged people. I am advanced age, um, fun... Oh, wait. In parentheses, it says, not fun middle-aged people like you, conservatives. Okay, anywho, you're not here for the life story of a young murderino. You came for a pervert story. I'm a cashier at one of the two grocery stores in my wonderful town. 14-year-old grocery store cashier. Yes, girl, get out there in the workforce. That's right. We used to have a man who came in about three times a week, ready to give weird compliments to all of our underaged workers. Now, I work in customer service where stuff like this is commonplace. (laughs) The reason these compliments were notable is that every single one was mouth oriented.
1: Mouth oriented are maybe the two creepiest words I've ever heard together.
0: We're not not going in a good direction with this. Yep, you read that correctly. This man, we'll call him Dave, would come in and compliment our teeth, lips, and fucking tongue. <laughs> I can't make this shit up. Of oh course, this guy was reported to our boss, but here's the thing about small town North Dakota. Mm-hmm. No one thinks anything is weird unless something physical happens. And unluckily for me, the 14 year old being weirded out by compliments didn't make the cut. <sighs> which is incorrect. Uh-huh. After months of reporting this guy, he was finally kicked out of the store, not because of all the com- complaints, but because this happened. I was a normal it was a normal work day. I was restocking graham crackers in one of the aisles when old Dave came, comes up behind me breathing like he was about to jizz his pants. <laughs>
1: 14
0: years old, 14. But listen, this is her story and yes. she gets to tell it. She is. She does. And she's doing it. Yes. And she's doing an amazing job. <laughs> now, I forgot to mention, but I'm 5'1 and 97 pounds, so this guy could easily overpower me. So I'm shitting myself. And this guy goes, your teeth are so white. What products do you use? (laughs) I gave a short laugh in my customer service voice and said something about Crest toothpaste. He's shooting back a nice, wow. And he, all caps, sticks his fucking hand in my mouth. This grubby old man stuck his hand in my mouth and felt my teeth. What? what the fuck? The fuck! I cannot describe the wave of terror and shock that went through my body. Keep in mind, this was during the first stages of Corona. Oh, when we were, when we were all scared, but it wasn't in America yet. So naturally, my sixth grade self defense class kicked in, and I shoved my <gasps> knuckle into that motherfucker's eye and ran. Yeah. Anyway, this is why I don't fuck with straight dudes,
1: Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, shit is it i'm so sorry if it's she heard they that do we know what? she heard in parentheses underneath oh, yeah. oh thank you yeah uh w- do not stick your hand in someone's <sighs> mouth hole like okay. how is that not just a known fucking rule of life well here's all i have to say yeah going through that
0: you know, Aiden has upped her mouthwash game probably three times a day. And because of that,
1: she'll have perfect teeth and gums
0: for the rest That's of her right. life.
1: The funny thing, too, to me is asking a 14 year old how their teeth are so white. And it's like because they're 14 and they haven't gotten into co- a coffee addiction and a wine addiction yet. Yes.
0: It's cuz yes, they're exactly a child. They haven't chipped both their front teeth on beer bottles <laughs> in, at Lake Tahoe like old Karen did. No, nope, they're just living their uh, clean cut lives. Living their clean teeth lifestyle. South Dakota. What's South Dakota, right? Oh, Aiden, Aiden. That story is disturbing but I love that you told us. That means that you're not that ups- still that upset about it. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, you can be as upset yeah, as you Yeah, and you're lot, smart and you know you can handle, handle yourself. You shared it.
1: Karen, I I've, I've, I've always noticed about you. You have a beautiful tongue. What if someone said that to you?
0: <laughs> hey, you never noticed I mean, about you. If anyone's talking to you about your tongue mm-hmm. and you haven't been dating for three months, mm-hmm.
1: men's mm-hmm. you gotta walk. And then ask if you are dating and they're talking about your tongue, it's still kinda fishy.
0: Then you <laughs> you alert a phone tree of
1: your friends to yep. say, This was actually a point of discussion. <laughs> Keep your eye on me. You know I got my and, tongue and pierced when I was 13. When I was thirteen in nineteen ninety five, I got my tongue pierced. <gasps> Did it hurt so bad? No, it doesn't hurt at all. Oh, nipples, okay. nipples hurt. Okay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what happened? Did you unplug? Did you take it out? Oh God, yeah. I mean, those the nineties tongue. Remember, tongue piercings were cool. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And eyebrow piercing, eyebrow, uh, yeah, all the rage. <laughs> Just have a guy with a
0: ring sitting on his eyebrow. Awesome. <laughs> so hot. And a bowling shirt. Sweet. <laughs> so hot. And like hate, hates you Creepers, so <laughs> And he's wearing creepers. Remember creepers? Yeah. And he's mad about pavement. He's he mad about you not knowing enough about pavement. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Asshole Rodney. Rodney. That guy Rodney. Okay. This one's <laughs> called A Little Spooky. Very Lighthearted. Hi, all love your work. I'm just an average 21 year old forensic science student from Sydney, Australia, coming at you with a fun little spooky. And it's the <laughs> oh, bunch of O's and some are uppercase and some are lowercase, you know, so it yep. says spooky. Amazing. Coming at you with a fun story that I borrowed from my brother. For a little context, my older brothers, 22, and his friends have a somewhat odd obsession with torches, better known as flashlights for you Americans. Mm. And many of them own their own crazy powerful torch. Among some other features, many of their torches have a strobe function. Think rave. I always do. (laughs) One night after getting together amongst friends, my brother and his friends piled into a car to drive home around 2 a.m. While on their way home, my brother noticed what appeared to be a ghost in a white (laughs) nightgown. They continued on driving for a short while. However, my brother insisted that they had just witnessed a paranormal paranormal being. And so they decided it would be funny to turn around to find this ghost and strobe it with their torches. Fortunately, by the time they reached this poor old lady in her nightgown, who was attempting to wave down the few cars that had passed her by, they had already had changed change of heart and decided against strobing her. Good idea. (laughs) It turned out that this lovely lady, Barbara, has dementia and accidentally wandered out of her house in the middle of the night, unbeknownst to her sleeping husband. Oh, nightmare. The boys who now dub themselves Barbara's boys found her place of residence from her identification. Thank God she had brought her handbag with her and delivered her safely home. Her husband, who she unfortunately did not recognize when she was returned home, had not yet realized that she was gone. It is comforting to know that there are still lovely young men out there looking out for our society's most vulnerable. I've used her name with the assumption that she does not listen to this podcast. However, if she does. Hi, Barbara. We can only hope that the good days outweigh the bad and that she and her family are doing as well as possible during this time. Stay sexy and don't stroke poor old women with flashlights. M. Yeah. That was as lighthearted as I expected it to be when I put it last. (laughs) Well, I do like the,
0: you know, the sentiment of it, which is there's good people out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it's such a common thing, too, and so horrible. But that thing of people with dementia wandering, they get very restless and they want to go walk. So And it's very common. And yeah, it's uh it's scarier than if it were something paranormal because it's horrible. It's real.
1: Yeah. Um, send us your paranormal or non-paranormal or flashlight related or whatever 14 <laughs> year old tongue stories. Yes. Or tell us how you get your teeth so white. They look great. And also I, the, I love this idea of, um,
0: people. Like discovering something their coworker did or they're making their coworker tell them stuff. Yeah. You know, we're all on a Zoom calls these days yep. and they can be very dull. Don't be afraid to just throw anything out there asking people about themselves. They we all love to talk about ourselves. We
1: do. And love to, we love to hear about yourselves. Um you can send them to my favorite murder at Gmail or on our website, wherever. And stay sexy and don't get murdered. Goodbye. Yeah, Elvis, do you want a cookie?